This episode is brought to you by Novella Mattresses. I watch shows like My 600 Pound Life all the time, and I see those people who are bedridden. If you were bedridden, would you want to live your entire life on an uncomfortable mattress? I think the answer is a solid no. That's why you need a mattress from Novilla. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress, perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced between $179 and $369.99. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Ever since I got this mattress, I've been struggling to get out of bed in the morning because it's so comfortable. Even Frank loves it as it's his favorite bed in the house. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Become just like Grandpa Joe on a Novilla mattress. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy, Cancel Sweezy, uh, the real reason for the season, which is me. Welcome to the show today, folks. Uh, like I say, uh, this is, has to be the best episode we've ever made. Uh, I would know because I have been in all of them. So welcome to the show today. Uh, it's it's the greatest show. Uh, this is the greatest show. Wait, but it's the Christmas time, so we have to do uh, Christmas music. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. Batmobile lost a wheel and Joker got away. Hey, that's a Christmas song, right? I, if I'm remembering that correctly, that is uh, that is a Christmas song, a Christmas classic. Uh, jingle bell, Batman smells. So welcome to the show today, folks. Uh, like always, I am Sweezy, or some of you may know me as, uh, or the Foreplay King. That is uh, what most people know me by, is the Foreplay King. So welcome to the show today, folks. Um, like I said already before, we, this is the greatest episode we have ever, so thank you for uh, jumping on uh, whatever podcast platform. If you're on the YouTube, you're seeing me right now. I'm wearing a Christmas sweater, the same one I wore on last week's episode. Mainly uh, the reason, I bet you're wondering, what is the reason behind this? Uh, this is the only one I have. Um, so that's the reason why. That's the way it is. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for making it um, to the show today. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to it on your audio platforms, thank you so much uh, for checking out this show today. Uh, first and foremost, I do want to say I have music out on all streaming services. That's Spotify, that's Apple Music, that's Tidal, that's Deezer. Um, that's YouTube, that is Amazon, wherever you listen to music, I don't know where people listen to music these days, you could buy music, you could, uh, stream music, you could, uh, 
record it from your cassette tape from someone who gave you a CD or from a phone or something. I don't know. I'm not you. I can't decide who you are and who is the person you have become. But I do have a couple EPs out, Ride or Die Volume 2 and Ride or Die, technically Ride or Die Volume 1. Uh, those are out there. I have an EP called King, and I have an assorted amount of covers, like a cover of Sings. It's Gonna Be May. Uh, out there and uh, for you to listen to. So why are you not streaming my music nonstop uh, like a true Christian? That's what Christians do. They stream my music, especially ones where I tell women they're good at giving head and uh, I never want to see them again. Uh, so welcome to the show again. Uh, if you, Like I said, check out the music. And uh, if you also want to keep updated with what I'm doing with my life, you can always check me out at the Shweely. That's uh, typical social media sites, Facebook, Title, not title. Why was I going to say title? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and everything else. Under at the Shweezy. I've been more active on TikTok. I've been posting a lot of show updates, or not show updates, show highlights and clips like that on there, but I've been uh, making some original content too, uh, which I would play, but I think it would get copyright because a lot of lip singing. So, uh, yeah, and music is kind of a bitch uh, like that. Uh, That's rough, buddy. Uh, copyright, which I get because I do music. Like I said, it's all wherever you stream your music at now. Uh, and, and also in, in regards to that, so yeah, if you're not following me everywhere, what are you doing with with your life? What I would have to say is... Congratulations, you played yourself. Because you literally played yourself. I can't believe you are not listening to my music everywhere or not following me on social media. You typically just... Congratulations, you played yourself. So why not... Let's go full throttle. Let's go full throttle and uh, check out me everywhere there. And you can also check me out on Twitch. My uh, Twitch is interesting. It's at the sh- twitch.tv slash the shweezy. Uh, you can go follow me. That's free every Thursday. And I've been in any other time I really want to stream. I just hop on. But it's, I'm trying to stay consistent on Thursdays at least. And if I do any more during the week, I post it on the social media. There's more reason to go check me out there or follow me on Twitch. So you can just see anytime I stream, play video games. I just finished uh, Pokemon uh, Shining Pearl. Uh, well, I mean, I finished main story and a little bit of the after game, but, uh, I mean, I'm still working on other things in my free time and, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to play some more Fortnite. They just released this new season, season three, which is really exciting. So, um, Spider-Man, I got to grind up levels to get Spider-Man. So definitely something you need to go check me out. So Twitch is really cool because you can follow anyone follows on Twitch. Those are free, free for anyone. However, there's an also subscribe with typically costs money. However, if you already have an Amazon prime account, which I know most people do. Why is Jeff Bezos the richest man on earth if you don't have an Amazon Prime account? Uh, uh, Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. Always pressing the right drops. Uh, so yeah, I know you have an Amazon Prime account. What you can do is connect the two because Amazon owns Twitch and you can get a Twitch Prime account. You basically get one free subscribe. It's typically like $5 to subscribe to someone, but you get one free a month with your Twitch Prime. So why not help out all... <laughs> Uh, over there. And that's a great way to financially support me and help me out in any way I do. You can also check out the show on Patreon. Patreon uh, is just, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a great way to support creators that you like. And uh, uh, with Patreon, uh, basically what I always say with Patreon is a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Thank you for helping me with everything I do in this world. And uh, mainly if you subscribe to the Patreon, uh, what I will tell you is I really like that. And, you know, I like that. 
So, yeah, so why are you not helping out the Patreon? But there's also a ton of free shit you can do as well. Uh, if you're watching the uh, podcast on YouTube, yes, I know we have a majority audio-only audience, but uh, the, the YouTube audience, uh, for those of you uh, obviously like this show, um, subscribe to the channel. Um, especially, and if you have any like comments or anything, you can always leave it on the full episode or I post all the highlights. And if you have any, like anything you want to add to the highlights, I actually really would love good discussions going on under the highlights, even though sometimes uh, it's just utter fucking nonsense I'm talking about. Uh, but you know, and then, uh, cause I know we did one on, uh, Gwen Shamblin, uh, Lara, and that one's getting a, like a good hiccup and people are actually, uh, commenting a lot of cool shit. I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> I wonder how loud that was in the mic. After compression, it's going to be pretty, pretty uh, not unbearable. But, um, but yeah, no. So, yeah, like, uh, subscribe. If you see any highlights that you like and you know a friend who would love the highlights, uh, and you would like, you know what? I think they would really like Sweezy. Um, Daddy Sweezy would love it. You know, you share the highlights. I'm like, this is funny or this is interesting. You should you should watch this. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a great way to say thank you for being a friend without spending any money because it's all up on YouTube. All the highlights are up on YouTube, uh, ready for you to consume um, consume like Daddy wants you to. So, yeah, do that. Um, leave, yeah, leave a comment, like the videos. We're just trying to infiltrate that YouTube algorithm. We've done a really good job with the uh, audio uh, algorithms, but the YouTube algorithms are the ones I'm trying to, uh, infiltrate a little bit more right now. That's why we're doing a lot of highlights and stuff like that. So, um, help the show off for free. Don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's all I really have to say on that. If you're an audio only person, uh, to help us infiltrate the audio only platforms, obviously a uh, nice thing to do is leave a review and give us a star rating five, four, three, two, one. Um, because even if you hated this show, I would still appreciate it if you gave us a bad review. Um, then, you know, it could help me get better. Or also just be mad for a day. Won't you want me to be mad for a day? You know, just get annoyed at someone, you know? Uh, I don't know, someone called me greasy in, on a QAnon video I did. And, uh, yeah, that didn't annoy me. But I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure if you're calling me greasy, I'm very going to be very surprised to see what you look like. Uh, so, uh, nevertheless, do that shit, uh, leave the review and obviously subscribe to the show, um, subscribe to me on social media, obviously that stuff help just support, help support daddy over here. Um, so I think that's all I have to say. So let's get into the news. This is previous week right now. For those of you new to the show today, what previous week right now is, is I go over the news from the previous week right now. I said the title, I said the title. And I really um, and, uh, so yeah, so going over the previous week right now, uh, articles I found interesting. It used to be, I, I'll tell everyone a little bit of an update, um, cause the show is going to be ever changing forever. And, uh, I'm always just going to try to do what's best for the show. What's the best thing for everyone to listen to. Um, basically instead, I used to just find the ridiculous articles and read them, uh, which that's going to happen. Those are going to come into this show. They're still happening. Uh, but I'm also going to be pulling more somewhat serious or just normal articles, I would say, just because I would make sure I have something to comment on and something to talk about. That's how you make content folks. Just make sure, uh, especially with podcasting is especially solo and I'm not discussing it with anything with anyone. Um, what I have to do is, uh, Figure out, find articles that I, I can talk about. But articles I think are important and something I have something to say on, uh, even though uh, it can, may not be important. That's basically how I've uh, decided to live my life. Uh, it may not be important, but uh, yeah, uh, I'll go over it. So let's just get right. Um, as Philip DeFranco would say. Let's just jump into it. Um, 
Oh, it's at 84%. I was like looking at the iPad slash soundboard. Um, Machine Gun Kelly was chained to Megan Fox by the pinky at his nail polish launch party. This is according to Billboard. Uh, the couple took their attachment to a whole new level. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox have found a new way to be attached by the nail. The Bloody Valentine singer showed up to the launch party for his new un- UN slash DN LAQR nail polish line with his girlfriend on Saturday night with the couple joined by a chain attached to their respective bright pink pinky nails. Thankfully, the chain could be unclasped so Kelly could appropriately uh, greet and mingle with his guest. For the event, the rocker donned a slick black suit, no shirt, and a shiny silver chin plate, while Fox complimented her bow's look in a black... mini dress, oversized blazer, and sparkling black body chain the day after the West Hollywood, California bash. She posted a closer look at her glam on Instagram, captioning the carousel of pics, hot topic, kosher. I hope I said that word right. Kelly's non-gendered polish collection pronounced undone liqueur. Okay, so that's how you say it. I probably said liqueur wrong. Uh, comes in 10 different shades and colors with names like Mary Jane, Writer's Block, Slippery When Wet, and 25 to Life, or eight sets of three polishes each. Just last week, the singer admitted during an appearance on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon that he once accidentally stabbed himself in the hand while trying to impress his longtime love doing a rather questionable knife trick. He also recently slammed the Grammys on Twitter after his 2020 pop-punk album Tickets to My Downfall failed to secure a single nomination in either The Rock or general categories. Check out Kelly and Fox's matching goth-inspired looks and a closer look at the pinky chain below, which I'm not going to show you. I'm just reading an article. Um, so, you know, I have a lot to say. Look, I don't know Machine Gun Kelly. I can't remember his real name. Um, maybe I should look that up. What is his real name? Machine Gun Kelly. Um, Colson Baker. That is the widest name. And he's from Ohio, right? No. Born in Houston, Texas. I thought he was from Ohio. Okay. Never mind. Um, anyways, I like uh, Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know him as a person or Colson. I don't know Colson as a person. Uh, but um, I like the I like uh, Tickets My Downfall. I don't know his uh, his old stuff, the rap stuff. I'm not that interested in. I'm not interested in his beef with Eminem. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just not that into white rappers, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if that's cultural appropriation or anything like that. Um, sorry for my microaggressions. I learned that, uh, Gen Z kids think that's hilarious. If I, if you say something that could be like slightly off filter and you just say, sorry for my microaggression, uh, they will laugh. I learned that, uh, from playing Fortnite with children. Um, one was like 15 though. So <laughs> the other was like eight. Um, anyways though, I, I like, tickets to my downfall. I'm like I said, uh, in 2020, I would say it's one of my favorite albums of 2020 that came out. It was a weird year for albums too. Cause some people were like releasing like Taylor Swift released like two albums in 2020. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly released an album that was, you know, a stand, something standard that made sense, uh, in the album. And, uh, yeah. So some people went overboard. Some people went underboard. I released two EPs in 2022. Uh, the first one was pre pandy and the, and then the other one was during the pandy i wrote so and then the second one i wrote that came out the next year oh actually ride or die volume two which out wherever you streaming music is um you know i wrote that all this year which is weird we're coming to the end of the year and uh yeah i'm like i wrote that whole ep this year and released it this year and uh gotta think about my next release which i have something in mind but i have something in mind with it but figuring it out um so yeah we got this new thing and uh no, it's really funny. So he, uh, it's cool. He just has a nail polish line. It's it's cool. I don't know what. 
nail polish. I kind of want to get into nail polish, you know, but uh, it's kind of, you know, back when I can play it, when I, whenever I get back to playing shows again, uh, you know, I think black nail polish, kind of like a black emo and eyeliner aesthetic is cool, but it's kind of weird for me because I have, like, I'm blonde, but in a special kind of blonde, uh, meaning that I'm, I'm a technical blonde, but it's also pretty dark, dirty blonde, too. And it's like, I like this color, and then I'm like, I want to dye my hair, maybe black, maybe, like, bleach it, you know, just stuff like that. And so, with nails, nails is the weird thing, so we're going to talk about the nails uh, to begin with. Uh, with uh, the nails in this situation, like, my nails are just kind of weird. I clip them so much, and some of them get ingrown and stuff like that. It's just my nails look so bad, and they grow so fast. So I don't know if it's worth it for me to actually paint my nails. Like, I definitely... I maybe, I mean, I wouldn't mind, but also at the same time, like if someone's like, eh, I don't know if I'm with a girl, it's like, you want to go get our nails done with me? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm not going to get something like acrylics or anything. I think those are gross. Uh, well, really long ones are gross. So I'll deal with like acrylics if it's like not that long. Uh, and uh, I don't know, dirt under fingernails is just gross to me. And I don't know, long fingernails and like girls with like longish fingernails, you know, acrylics, ugh, it's gross. Much dirt gets under. It's like, you see a guy with long fingernails, you see how dirty they are. And then you expect a woman to be different? Like, no, men and women are equally dirty and gross. That's 100% what I believe and what I will believe in for the rest of my life. Um, so, you know, with nail polish, though, um, I don't think it's necessarily a gender. I mean, the acrylics make it weird. Um, and he, I mean, he's a he plays guitar and piano and some other stuff, I guess. But he's not, I mean, he can't have long acrylic nails. It has to be, like, the short, so you can play guitar. That's a little secret. Uh, and especially in piano, too, because uh, when I took piano class, they're like, you can't have long nails unless you're a guitar major or whatever. Uh, that's the only reason you can have long nails. And, like, even, like, then I'm like, oh, I don't, like, I just decided I didn't want to learn classical guitar. I think it's good, and I, I would, if anyone was, like, thinking about learning this, I'm like, go for it, because it, you'll learn a lot. And, um, yeah. I don't know, my school was kind of weird like that. I'm like, I don't think I need to continue guitar lessons. Unless it's like jazz, but we didn't have like a jazz-based guitar teacher school. Um, I like taking composition lessons, though, except for the finals, which was just a fucking roast. Like, you, well, you have juries, if you don't know. For the non-music majors, what a jury is, is... Uh, um, basically you have like all the staff in a certain department. So if, like your vocal major, you have all the vocal professors sit in, uh, you perform the songs you've been working on throughout the semester. And then this is your final, what did I learn from my lessons? How have I uh, moved forward? And it's basically just kind of a, uh, milestones. Like, because you have like a couple months and you basically you have some songs, you got to learn the songs, uh, appreciate it. You have tons you have weekly lessons with your professor, um, and if you're like me, you only got you get sick once a semester, and that's when you're like, I don't think I can do a lesson this week, but I'll, but I'm gonna still kind of work on everything, um, type of shit like that. Um, and basically, they listen to it, and then you leave, and then they put right down their notes, and they send it to you in their notes, and then they give you kind of a grade. That's kind of it makes sense in school, and you I mean you're obviously supposed to. I mean, I got, I did fine on all mine. Um, I think I, I think like. Except for maybe my freshman year, second semester, when they were like, they're, they're like, you didn't practice with your accompanist, did you? I'm like, no. <laughs> that was a whole different story. Um, uh, but then, like, when I did composition, though, uh, it's different because you don't actually get wrote, you don't get, like, your critiques there. You get your critiques right there. You listen to, like, a recording of your song. Like, you played it live for a concert, and then, uh, like, I just saw, like, a memory of it, and, uh, then you go into like your room and you listen to it and then uh 
And then, uh, yeah, so I, when I was in composition, uh, basically I did jazz composition. Uh, I mean, like, I don't think the teachers are like, I know you're not kind of interested in this, but I mean, I think it's fun for you. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. I want to do this. Just, you know, learning jazz composition. So I did. Um, and then I put, kept putting jokes in all of the shit. Like, uh, it was like a uh, swing like Elmo. And then like the teacher's like, when you play swing like Elmo, I just think it's crazy. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, maybe we shouldn't put joke. Well, cause it's like, it's like something you wrote and then like your friends and people with your school are playing it. So I thought jokes were funny and I did the Sesame street suite. So all the titles were funny. Uh, my main final was with big band piece called, uh, Bert and Ernie in parentheses. They're just friends. And then a couple of years later, they're like, you know, they're based off a gay couple. I'm like, God damn it. And that, that didn't age well. Um, my other one was like a combo and it was, a. Uh, what was it Big Bird uh, in parentheses the Ray Romano of birds? I wrote one for like Grover, um, maybe Oscar. I wrote one, but yeah, I don't think I've ever finished those. Uh, but yeah, I think you know I got I got my I got my worth out of it. But then like you listen to it, you listen to the song, and then they just roast you for thirty minutes. And you leave, and you're like, man, I feel like shit. And then you're like, oh, you got an A. <laughs> Like Jesus, <laughs> when it's like people, they went to like one went to Northwestern, one went to Yale, uh, one went to University of Texas. It's just like these big school professors, and then they're just roasting you. Like, I don't feel good right now. Um, anyways, though, back to the topic of this. Um, so, um, I don't even know how I got there, how I got to even that point. Uh, nail polish. Um, so yeah. Um, speaking of guitar majors. Um, or music major, that's how I got to it. So yeah, my nails are just, they grow too fast, and they're kind of not good looking. Um, so, yeah. And even when I play guitar, I just look like, I just have a little, I look like I have sausage fingers. Um, so, but no, let's go to this event. I don't know why I thought this was interesting to talk about. Um, but then, like, people, like, criticize Machine Gun Kelly. He's like, this is pop punk today. And he's wearing, like, he's wearing like a pink shirt and shit and has a pink guitar. And I'm like, that's the aesthetic he's going for. Like you have to have an aesthetic. Anytime you release an album, there's like a theme, there's artwork and stuff like that. That's like what, that's music in general. You, you have to have like a theme kind of going forward. That's why with this show, I, it's like that my windbreakers colors and stuff like that. It's just like my channel, my brand's colors. And that's, you know, that's how it is. And then people talk about how like punk rock is shit. I mean, punk pop is like shit these days. I'm like, and like I said, I probably said last week on our Beatles, uh, my Beatles rant, um, like music's an ever-evolving thing. You can't expect music to stay the same forever, and that's why people are like, music better back my day, because it was like this. And I'm like, well, if we kept making music like that, it would all just be shit music that sounds like that. It'd be like the shittier version of that. So, you know, like that. So I really enjoy Machine Gun Kelly. I really enjoy his music. Uh, or I enjoy Ticket to My Downfall, and uh, like that. So, and people were like, you know, talking about his aesthetic and like, I can't think of an example right now, but we know there's bands with who have had weird aesthetics. Like remember when you wore short sleeve shirts with a scarf, like a short sleeve V neck shirt with a scarf, like, uh, like metalcore bands would wear that shit. So, I mean, like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, you know, people have a lot to complain about, uh, machine gun Kelly. Um, you know, um, at the end of the day, he's fucking Megan Fox and you're not, you're probably behind a computer lonely. And, uh, that's, uh, man, mainly congratulations. You played yourself because you don't have machine gun Kelly. Uh, you're not machine gun Kelly and, uh, Megan Fox is not fucking you. So I like how Mary Jane, cause he's, uh, he's big into the weed and shrooms and stuff. Writer's block. It's a musician thing. Celebrity one wet. Why is it a, 
I don't know what the if there was a joke with the Bon Jovi album, but isn't why would you name it after Bon Jovi album? Uh, that's a little weird to me. Uh, Twenty five to life. Uh, it says three polish. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a good idea. He made nail polish because I guess guys are getting into nail polish now, and uh, whether women want to fuck guys who wear nail polish is uh, their determining. Like, I don't think women would fuck me if I wore nail polish, but if Harry Styles wore nail polish, I think a lot of women want to fuck him. That's just my opinion. Um, but uh, no, and uh, lastly, I want to go over the Grammy nomination. I don't know why he didn't get a nomination for a rock album. That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me because there's not there's a lot of good rock bands out there, but on like rock albums that would get not or like of artists who are big enough to get nominated for Grammys. Take it to my downfall. Should have been nominated. That's my opinion. It's a really good album, folks. Uh, Mainly, I think, if you don't like Machine Gun Kelly or him, uh, just know that if you like Blink-182, Travis Barker was the probably a producer, and he played drums on it, and I think his just, he's like, his workaholic vision and, like, ideas, and just, you know, I feel like a good drummer can really make or break a song. Uh, so, that's why all my music is perfect, because I played drums on that. So, yeah, that's what I have to say. So, um, moral of the story is go listen to uh, Tickets to My Downfall, and, uh... Don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Ooh. Here's one I want to talk about. Uh, it's from CNN. A plumber found cash and checks stashed in a wall at Joel Osteen's Houston megachurch. A plumber doing repair work at Pastor Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church found hundreds of envelopes of cash and checks hidden in a wall that police think is connected to a massive 2014 theft at the Houston megachurch. Officers were called to the church on November 10th to investigate the discovery, according to a statement from the Houston Police Department. Church members stated that during a renovation project, a large amount of money, including cash checks and money orders, was found inside a wall. The statement said police said that evidence from the recovered checks suggests that the envelopes are connected to the March 9, 2014 theft of an undisclosed amount of money from the church. CNN reported uh, at the time that about 600000 to 200000 in cash and 400000 in checks was taken from a church safe. The money came from contributions given to on March. 8th and 9th of 2014. Burglary and theft officers inventoried the documented the recovered money and left it in the custody of the church because it was property found on its premises. The statement said, Burglary and theft officers inventoried and documented that recovered money and left in the custody of the church because it was properly found on its premises, the statement said. Uh, police said the investigation is ongoing. Lakewood Church confirmed the discovery in a statement provided to CNN, but it did not provide additional information because the investigation is still active. Recently, while repair work was being done at Lakewood Church, an undisclosed amount of cash and checks were found. The statement said Lakewood immediately notified the Houston Police Department and is assisting them with their investigation. News of the find became public on Thursday when a man who identified himself as the plumber called into Houston's radio station 100.3 The Bull and shared the story with the Morning Bullpen Show. There was a loose toilet in the wall and we removed the tile when to go remove the toilet and I moved insulation away and about 500 envelopes fell out of the wall and I was like, oh wow, the caller said. The caller said he contacted the maintenance supervisor and turned the money in. Co-host George Lindsay told CNN, and they talked to the man who said his name was Justin off the air to make sure it wasn't a prank. I wish we had video of our faces because we were all just like, holy cow, Lindsay said. He said he was impressed that Justin did the right thing and turned in the money. 
He could have stashed some of his money in his pocket and walked out and never said anything to anybody, but he was an honest stand-up kind of guy, Lindsay said. Crime Stoppers of Houston have had offered a $25,000 reward in 2014 for information leading to an arrest in the case, but the organization says that money is no longer available because the statute of limitations has expired on the case. So, there's a lot of things we can say here. First of all, I want to talk about money laundering. So, um, obviously, most people think it's wrong. But at the same time, I'm going to admit this. Most people would do it if they could get away with it. It's very hard to get away with it. Uh, if you watch Wolf of Wall Street uh, one time like I have, you can tell that it is a pretty difficult thing to do. Um, or any show that involves crime, you know, you have to have a front for it and everything like that. Um, with that being said, like, we would all do it. Like, if someone gave you, um, someone gave you $500,000 right now, but they said that you need to report it to your taxes, but they gave it to you in cash, and you're like, in my mind, I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I'd, like, hide it in my home, and then, uh, and then, uh, yeah, I was like, but you need to report to your I'm like, I'm not going to report to my tax. I'm just keeping my home, uh, use the cash as needed, and then, uh, yeah. But I think it's weird when you, like, hoard money and, like, never spend it. That's a weird thing to me. I'm like, I mean, if I won $500,000, I'd just basically live my life like I regular, regularly do. Just make, like, never have, like, financial problems ever again. That'd be a perfect situation in regards to that. Um, what they did, they hid it in the church. Now, um... Here's here's the weird thing, you know, like the checks in the money orders. So if you would deposit that into account, uh, that would be fishy. Someone would get on your tail. However, the cash though, why did you not? Why would you not do something with that cash? Um, I I would do. I would take the cash. This is the type of guy you get. And it's weird that um, the guy who found it didn't take some for himself. I would have just been like. I would have blackmailed Joe Lowstein. That's what I would have done. Like, he's already a shitty person to begin with. So, you know, if taking his money, I am not, I'm not going to be worried about that. I'm not worried about Joe Lowstein. I'm not worried about his money. I'd be like, look, man, found all this money in there. I could report it. Or I have the money. I have pictures. Yeah, you got to, you got to blackmail him. Or give me some money and uh, I won't tell anyone. So, this guy being a stand-up guy, um, he either really hates Joel Osteen or, uh, maybe he is a good person. Uh, when money, I don't know, something like that, it's like, I wouldn't rob, this is what I don't get, like, cops are made to just basically take money from poor people to keep them poor, but they won't do it to, like, a rich person who can afford to be, like, get a speeding ticket and shit like that. I always thought that was weird. I always think that's weird. I'm like, why are you trying to get money from people who barely have money? when you could get money from people who already have money. I don't know, I don't get to, maybe because they're paying you to attack poor people and not them, I don't know. Um, it's, a, it's a weird situation. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I would I would just take either take the money and uh, walk away, or I would blackmail Joe Osteen. Mainly, I'd probably blackmail and take some for myself as well. That's probably, I'm probably going to do both. Um, because, like, stealing from a poor person is shitty. Don't do that. But stealing from a rich person... Uh, is okay because they probably won't notice to be honest and uh uh they're they're probably terrible people to begin with anyway so i'm not too worried about that um so and then also you know what the what the you know 
So, you know, I don't know, like, you know, with checks and stuff like that, I don't know why you're keeping that hidden. Um, I guess you're wanting insurance money or whatever, but, I mean, the cash. Take the cash. Why are you hiding it in the church? Take the cash for yourself, Joel. Hide it in your mansion and put it in your little—I know he has, like, a Scrooge McDuck uh, type of swimming pool uh, of just gold coins and cash that he swims in. We know he has that. That That's a room in his home. He, he has that. Um, I think if enough cash is there, it won't hurt when he jumps off the diving board. That's being clear. If it's all like gold coins, uh, you will hurt yourself doing that. That's it. And I'm sorry my nose is itching for the watchers out there. Um, so, you know, and I don't know, Joel, this is this is stupid, Joel. Why would you hide it in the church? Like, and if you know someone's going to do maintenance in the bathroom, why are you not moving the supply? Come on, buddy. You're smarter than that. You've been getting money out of people for years now. You're fake at with your weird smile and your weird hair and kind of has a mullet as much. I mean... Yeah, and my mom likes him. Uh, don't swallow anything. He once said, don't swallow anything. Satan is trying to ram down your throat. Jesus comes first. That's a Joel Osteen quote that I will uh, forever do it. So uh, in, in other news, Joel Osteen is still a piece of shit, and uh, this guy is a fucking idiot for not taking some money and or blackmailing Joel Osteen. Oh, well, this one's pretty funny. Uh <laughs> from USA Today. I don't know what, if anything, I will do with it. Mark Cuban bought a town in Texas. Mark Cuban isn't a stranger to big investments. He's a billionaire who owns the Dallas Mavericks after all. But this is a bit different. Mark Cuban bought an entire town in Texas last month, according to the Dallas Morning News. Mustang, which is 55 miles south of Dallas, has a population of 23, according to the last census. It is 77 acres. It has a strip club, which real estate broker Mike Turner said it's not in good repair, but it could be redone for some Thing and a trailer park. Uh, Cuban told the Dallas Morning News he bought it because a friend needed it to sell it, saying, I don't know what, if anything, I will do with it. It was not announced how much Cuban paid for the town. It was originally listed at $4 million, then reduced to $2 million. Um, this made me laugh out loud um, because this sounds like like a prequel to Shit's Creek. Now, uh, they're going to find something shitty about Mark Cuban he did, and uh, he's gonna all his money and everything is gonna be taken away from him, and uh, they're like, we're gonna give you one thing: this town you bought as a joke uh, from a friend, <coughs> and uh, yeah, he is going to um, basically become Shit's Creek. It's, this sounds like the beginning of Shit's. This is like the beginning of Shit's Creek. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but uh, also, I kind of like Mark Cuban. You know, he's rich, and you know, rich people are assholes. But Mark Cuban kind of seems like he's fun. He's a fun, he knows what, he's a fun rich guy. Like, he does invest in a lot of things. But also, I feel like if you're hanging out with him, having fun, uh, I kind of feel like he's taking the bill. He's like, I don't care. Do it. Get whatever you want. I don't give a shit. He seems like a fun rich guy. And that's what I like about Mark Cuban. He is a fun rich guy. And we need more fun rich guys. Don't be these stingy ass. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. These stingy ass people who just are hoarding all their money, Joel Osteen and Jeff Bezos, and uh, just, you know, like hoarding it and like not, you know, doing, doing good things with the world with it. Like if I had a lot of money, I'd like, I'd fix some things and be like, Oh, in my town, there is school lunch debt or something like that. Let me just pay that off. It's going to cost me, it's going to do nothing to me. And then he get tax breaks and shit like that. And then he doesn't have to pay tax. But anyways, though, um, if he was good, he'd just be like, I'm not going to be the person in, on this. So, um, with all being said, um, Mark Cuban, um, just letting you know, uh, if you haven't watched Shit's Creek, Mark Cuban, you are in for a ride, um, because, um, 
you might lose everything. And then that's when the plot of Shit's Creek starts. Um, so, yeah. Okay, last article we have for the news today. Hawkeye leak confirms a huge Daredevil cameo is coming. This is from Inverse. Disney Plus series pride themselves on unpredictability. There are huge cameos like Contessa, Valentina, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or He Who Remains in Loki. However, even when the audience expects a huge cameo, the shows can still surprise. Look no further than the fandom's insistence of a Mephisto cameo in WandaVision, only to be met with something more exciting. Evan Peters as Pietro Maximoff, later revealed as Ralph Boner. The possibilities of Hawkeye's big surprise cameo are endless, but the most likely candidate are the mo- most likely episode where both accidentally revealed by Hawkeye's executive producer. Here's everything you need to know. In an interview posted by the Twitter account MCU News Updates, uh, Trin T- Tran uh, spoke about prospects of an appearance from Daredevil baddie Kingpin, played by D- Vincent D'Onofrio in in her carefully worded answer, you know, Tran mean, meant to say, we need to speak after you've seen the rest of the episodes, but instead started off saying, we need to speak after you, you've seen the f- before stopping herself. Many fans are taking the slip up to mean that Wilson, Wilt, it says Wilton Fisk, okay? It says Wilton Fisk. This is, they said Wilton Fisk. It's Wilson Fisk. Uh, Wilton Fisk, a.k.a. Kingpin, will appear in the fourth or fifth episode of Hawkeye. While the chances are pretty even for either option, looking back at past appearances tips the scale. In almost every other Disney Plus series, a major reveal occurs in the fifth episode, going back to The Mandalorian, the first big Disney Plus original series. Episode 5 was when the mysterious figure, later revealed to be Boba Fett, appeared. Then in Season 2, Episode 5 was when Ahsoka Tano made her live-action debut. Uh, The tradition follows in the Marvel Original Series 2 in Episode 5 of WandaVision. Evan Peters brought his Pietro to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 5, Julia Luis Dreyfus made her debut as Contessa Valentina El Regre de Fontaine. Episode 5 of Loki doubled down on the trope with appearances by Kid Loki, Classic Loki, Boastful Loki, who could have been called Black Loki, let's be honest, and perhaps more, most importantly, Alligator Loki. If Disney Plus keeps the pattern of slating a big appearance for episode 5 of Hawkeye Kingpin is a great candidate, he raises Maya Lopez, aka Echo, who appeared at the end of episode 2, therefore he's already got ties to the series. What's more, con- constant rumors surround Charlie Cox's Daredevil appearing in Spider-Way No Way Home, which premieres the same week as Hawkeye episode 5, a Kingpin appearance could be the final nail in the coffin of integrating Daredevil into the MCU. Even if Kingpin isn't the big reveal of episode 5, we'll have quite the surprise in store of for December 15th's episode. If history is anything to go by, it would be just in time for Hawkeye's finale ahead of the holidays, and undoubtedly, it would be further proof that another episode 5 reveal in the book of Boba Fett awaits us a few weeks later. So, very interesting. I love Marvel. If you didn't know, I love I love all that shit. Uh, I watch, like, new rock stars, and I look at leaks and everything like that. Uh, it's pretty, it sounds, the leak, one leak I saw, which was like a picture, it's a whole big thing of Charlie Cox sitting at a table with Peter, Aunt May, and Happy Hogan, uh, that Charlie Cox is there. He's going to be his lawyer in Spider-Man No Way Home. That's not really a spoiler, mainly because I haven't seen the movie yet, so, and the movie hasn't come out yet, so it's not a big deal. Um, anyways, though, but in episode three, they, it, they showed kind of the hand of Kingpin. It has to be Kingpin. It has to be Kingpin. It can't be anyone else but Kingpin. It just makes sense, especially considering Kingpin raised uh, Maya Lopez and had her dad. The dad died and uncle and shit like that. It has to be Kingpin. Like, if it's not Kingpin, uh, they're wasting a lot of opportunities. Congratulations. You played yourself. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that 
it's just like so many leaks and stuff like that. It's like Kingpins, Gimme and Hawkeye, uh, Vincent Naprio. And I think I just read something today from Kevin Feige that, uh, well, Kevin Feige that, yeah, if they're going to put there, he's like, well, if we're going to put Daredevil into the MCU, uh, it's going to be Charlie Cox. So like, it's kind of a confirmed thing. Like it's basically confirmed at this point that Charlie Cox is going to be in the MCU. Um, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And everyone watch Hawkeye. It's just fucking great. It's a fucking great show. Um, yeah, it's not over yet. So there's like three episodes. We're already half. It's halfway through it. So episode four and episode five coming up in May. Um, so, uh, yeah, go, go watch that show. I really like it. And, uh, yeah, don't be stingy. Have you ever been hungry? I have, but did you know 40% of the food in the U S goes uneaten and $218 billion in food is thrown away every year. When you're hungry, that information will turn you into a Kyle and punch a hole in the wall. But do not fear, my friends. Today's sponsor, Imperfect Foods, is here to save the day. Imperfect Foods is helping to prevent food waste, and so far, their customers have saved 139 million pounds of food. They're affordable and convenient, making sustainability more accessible. What I love most is that they meet a lot of different dietary needs. In in moments, I'm stingy with my diet. I always go full throttle on a low-carb diet. They can even hook you up if you're vegan or vegetarian as well. Here is the best part. When you sign up using the link in our description, you can get an $80 credit. Holy shit. That is an incredible deal that you should be taking advantage of. So sign up for Imperfect Foods today, help stop food waste, and get an $80 credit. Remember, when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. Are you a fat piece of shit who needs to get their life together? Do you want to look like me, the pinnacle of health and nutrition? Well, to be just like me, the greatest athlete of all time, you're going to need health supplements to get the most out of your workout, lose some extra weight, and work towards a healthy lifestyle. That's where today's sponsor, FNX Fitness, is your new hero. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon to water of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, so it's our annual, it's December, we have to talk Christmas movies. I have to put on the green sweater, and we have to talk about Christmas movies. So those of you watching right now, uh, the one Christmas sweater I own, I will show you right now, the audio only, it sucks to be you, you're going to take another second to find out. Yeah, that's right, we're talking about The Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the best one, the Jim Carrey, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the... Uh, the definitive version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the best best version. Like, they made a new one a couple years ago, like an animated version, and I'm like, that looks fucking awful, <laughs> and I'm not watching that. Because, uh, I don't know, and then, you know, they were, like, getting ready to set up this, like, Dr. Seuss universe of movies, like Jim Carrey, and then they did uh, Mike Myers' Cat in the Hat, which is a movie I absolutely fucking love, but... Uh, Apparently, um, uh, it, the people behind it did not 
the people, I guess, who have the rights to the Doctor Who stuff did not like Mike Myers as the cat in the hat. And I fucking love that movie. I'm telling you right now. So, uh... In the news, they stopped making the live-action uh, ones, and I guess they made some animated ones, Horton Here's a Who, and they made the Lorax, stuff like that. But this is just uh, a pure gold Christmas movie. And it was one of those, it's really cool that I was alive when it was in theaters. It's just a really cool thing to remember. I remember, um, I believe I was living in Kansas, and we'd have to cross state borders. We were just right on the border of Missouri. Go to St. Joseph, Missouri, because that was one of the closest movie theaters to us in a town of a thousand. So, um, in, in that, I remember it was the first time, like St. Joe is not a super huge city, but it's not super small either. Like they have all the basics, like it's kind of like a, you know, like a bigger college town, you know, uh, ones that have like the targets, all the places you can shop and need. So if you like need something, you, there's a place you can go to and get stuff. Same time. It's not like, Nashville. It's not huge. It's not. It was. Cl- it's close to Kansas City, but it's not as big as Kansas City. It's. This is the type of town you're getting. This is the type of guy you get. Um. So like yeah. So typically the movie theaters they never sold out. It was like a. I think it was eight movie theaters. No, that's the one my parents in Kirksville. That's the one they have. Um. The one I have. I think it was more than that. But I remember then eventually they moved that theater. They made a bigger theater in St. Joe, and that one became, like, the Dollar Theater, that would, like, they'd show really old movies, like, movies that are already on DVD or VHS back then, uh, so, yeah, so that's a good memory, and remember we went to that theater, and it was, like, the first time in, in my young life that a movie, I saw, they were, like, oh, The Grinch is sold out, and we we're, like, no, we couldn't see it, but we eventually found another day to go see it, and it was a good time, it was a great movie to see in theaters, so I actually got to see it in theaters, that's really cool, and also ages me a lot, so, um, that's rough, buddy. So, yeah, so uh, going in through it, uh, one thing I love about this movie, and uh, those of you who know me, they know that I will sometimes just randomly quote things that I think is funny, but no one else laughs and thinks it's funny either. So uh, one mainly being is the scene, I guess he's at his home, and he's just like, uh, he's talking to his Echo, he's like, I'm going to repeat everything you say, and the Echo's, I'm going to repeat everything you say, and then he's just basically like, I am an idiot. And then the echo's like, you're an idiot. So I quote that all the time. I quote that nonstop all the time. Every time I do something stupid, I'm like, I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. And no one, no one gets it. So uh, if I've ever said that on this podcast, that's where it's from, that movie. Um, it's just like when I say, I can eat as many hot dogs as I want, no buns. That's from the Billy Bob Thornton Bad News Bears, a joke I thought was hilarious. But no one else in the world did, only me. Um, so, yeah, and so, I remember, like, I just think this movie is a 100% a classic. It's up there with, uh, Elf. Uh, that Elf is my all-time favorite. Will I review it on this show? Probably not. I just think it's too golden for me to try to find flaws in. Uh, that's kind of what these things are. We find the flaws in all the movies. Uh, all these movies that we've taken for granted our entire lives. When, so yeah, and so I remember one year, um, so we had it on VHS, that's, that's something, that age also ages me a lot, we had the Grinch on VHS, and somehow, like, with my parents, what they would do is, like, we'd have our Christmas movies, and, like, we'd put them away in storage, uh, when, uh, you know, when Christmas was not in season, so our Christmas movies would be put away, but then all the regular movies were just readily available for all of us uh, whenever we wanted so to go full throttle this is the type of guy you get let's go full throttle um 
So yeah, I remember one year I was like, I don't want to put this back in storage because I want to make sure I can watch this uh, whenever I want uh, throughout the year. So that, I mean, that's how much I like this movie. Uh, and so I remember I thought I was going to get grounded and I was like, if I keep doing this every year, I'm going to get grounded or whatever. But my parents did not give a shit. <laughs> so that was a cool thing. I thought I was going to get in trouble for not putting it away with the Christmas movies and I didn't. But we were able to watch The Grinch uh, and I don't think we watched it in that entire, uh, any time like that. It was just available for us. So... Um, that's kind of, that's kind of my backstory with this movie. Uh, just, I like to talk about the memories I have with these, uh, these Christmas movies. I feel like the, I mean, like, you know, regular movie reviews, you know, like I can probably find a story with that, but Christmas movies have like a lot more childhood nostalgia with it. So, um, it's just a lot of fun. So, so yeah, um, let's just, you know, um, as Philip Franco would say, let's just jump into it as they would say, you know. Let's just see what the movie's all about. Um, like, it starts out, like, this movie, it starts with uh, some, like, teenagers jump, jumping up Mount the Mountain. I don't know what the name is, but... Uh, with the mountain, but... Uh, what I don't know what the mountain is, but... Um, I think, yeah, it's, I put it in the note somewhere, but anyways, they try to go to, like, the Grinch's door, be like, oh, but the Grinch isn't real, and the girls are like, oh, but it is! And then they eventually see it, they make it up there, they see a door... And uh, they're like, go to the, some thought, um, Be gone, some thought in the movie. He's like, come on, Stu, go touch the door. And then he goes to the door and then this giant robot Grinch thing scares him away. And they run slash roll down the mountain. I can't remember what they did. And I did not put it in my notes. Uh, so scare him. So they got like all scared. And so they had to go back to Whoville because of, and, and, uh, like that. So the Grinch got very upset that someone would try to disturb him. He moved to this mountain uh, for his solitude, and that is what he wants. And this is the type of guy you get. So we know who the Grinch is. So he decides to go down to Whoville uh, to cause chaos. And also, um, Whoville sounds a lot like Jewville, and the Who's sound a lot like the Jews. Um, is this important to a Christmas movie? No, because Jews don't celebrate Christmas. If I was Jewish, I would just celebrate Christmas uh, for the non-religious reasons that most people do now. Um, so then we meet uh, a mailman named Lou, um, who is we later find out is Stu's father, uh, and uh, Stu Lou is a mailman. And now, um, so this universe technically takes place on a snowflake. Now, how big is the snowflake compared to the Who's? I can't imagine it's that big. It's just mail across town. Maybe that's convenient. That's why they have a, a publicly funded uh, post office, you know? But in my mind, it kind of seems like um, they probably don't need... If Whoville is like the only town on this little snowflake planet, I don't think they need a mail service. I feel like you could just hand deliver everything because if it's in town like I, I i have a rule where um i'm not gonna pay for shipping if it's something in town i'll just go to the place it makes that makes a lot more sense like i know buying on amazon is pretty easy but come on if it's if, it, if everything was all in town like just go to the store it's gonna cost the same you know do something with your life and uh come on mark don't be stingy and so yeah like i said and then uh you know the grinch goes down to jewville and uh 
Stu's talking about, we saw the Grinch. And then uh, the mayor, George Bluth, uh, from Arrested Development, he's like, hey, don't bring up the Grinch. He's going to ruin shit, and he's ruining Christmas. Don't. Uh, some of us are trying to stay hard out here, and the Grinch is making me soft. Uh, some some wiser people would say uh, in regards to the Grinch. Uh, so, um, and then another, uh, and then, you know, we could catch up back up with the Grinch. He's like, he's in the mail room. He's like, I'm going to cause chaos. And so all the little cubbies, you know, in the P.O. boxes, I guess, that people lived in. He's like, and, he, and I quote this. I'm going to quote this exactly how Jim Carrey performed this line. He said, jury duty, jury, jury, jury duty, blackmail, pink slip, chain letter, eviction notice. And then that shit's funny to me. I don't know why I think that's so funny. He's like, jury duty, jury duty, jury. I don't know. I just think that's funny. Um, we've also decided maybe my sense of humor could be a little broken. Um, I am not uh, the expert in that field, but honestly, I, I'm not... I'm not gonna doubt it. Um, yeah, um, the things that make me laugh these days are kind of weird. So, um, all I can say is... Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, anyways, back to the Grinch. Uh, so, you know, uh, eventually uh, Lou sends his small daughter. Now, Cindy Lou, who uh, I learned, the actress who played Cindy Lou, who is in my age, like only like a month older than me, like 93, a month older than me. She was born in July. I was born in August. And, uh, so now I'm putting this from the perspective of, uh, we were the same age when this film kind of came out or like I was a year or two older cause movies have a lot of pre-production shit like that. So yeah, I'm coming through the eyes of me and Cindy were the same age when this came out. Uh, you know, and, uh, that's also where we meet the Grinch. Now, uh, Cindy Lou Who runs into the Grinch, uh, and she also meets... Uh, that's when we're introduced, I think, to Max the dog also. And, and that's another plot hole in the Grinch, because um, if the Grinch is such a bad guy, why does he have a dog? People with dogs aren't bad people, or shouldn't be bad people. He seems to love his dog. Um, he did get mad at him for celebrating Christmas after he was uh, humiliated by the whole town, but that's in the future um but so yeah and so so you know he's not a complete monster uh cindy almost dies she falls down some uh, present shoot sort of thing or whatever and then max guilt trips uh the grinch into saving her life and so cindy lou is like you save my life you're not a bad guy you're not a complete dick and then the grinch is like i still gotta prove that i'm bad i'm bad i'm bad and so uh, he wraps Cindy Lou in the wrapping paper, and uh, her father is just like, oh, goofy little kids, shit like that. So, um, and then, uh, so then next scene, Cindy Lou who is starts singing that, where are you, Christmas? Which is an annoying song. That's, that song is really annoying. Um, and it's also, from a songwriter standpoint, could have a lot of problems. Where are you, Christmas? Christmas is a day of the year. Uh, and a holiday. When you say, where are you, Christmas? You're, you lost a holiday. Like, you can't find a holiday. It just doesn't make a lot of sense, okay? And I, I just, you know, there's, I could probably analyze word for word everything, but the song doesn't make a lot of sense. So, back to the Grinch. Um, back on his mountain, he first checks his heart size, um, which, uh, you know, 
cardiomegaly is a, um, a disease we should all be getting checked with regularly through lab tests or x-rays and everything like that. Uh, the Grinch uh, made sure that his heart is not that big uh, because taking care of your heart health is a good thing. Um, and then, you know, he's checking, like, if he has any voicemail messages, um, and then he doesn't have any, and then he's like, huh, I'm gonna check my outgoing message, and he's like, it's just, it's just threats, his voicemail is threats <laughs> to people, and he's like, that's why I don't have any calls, and then, um, that was also a thing I was thinking about, like, why is he paying for a phone plan if he doesn't like anyone, and doesn't talk to anyone, and just kind of wants to live in solitude, Live his life in solitude. That's uh, that's kind of a plot hole in this movie. Um, it kind of seems like the Grinch is paying bills in his little mountain home. And uh, seems kind of weird. And then people are like, the Grinch doesn't exist. And then they're like, but he's paying bills in this world on our little snowflake world. Um, but, but, you know, I kind of get, like, the Grinch doesn't want to be around people. I can get that sometimes. Uh, I like my friends, but people I don't like, I don't want to be around them. That's That sucks. I don't want to be around them. Um, so then Cindy Lou Who decides to go into research and do some interviews of everyone in the town to figure out what is the story behind the Grinch. Like, who is the Grinch? What's his life like? Who is he? Uh, Who could it be? Um, so she gets her tape recorder. It was 2000, so, um, still very common in households, even on... Uh, snowflake planet on snowflake towns um so we learn in school his origin story the origin story of the Grinch. uh he was in the same class as mayor george bluth and martha who is cindy's hot neighbor uh like um definitely milf milf time milf 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 how did i press both those at the same time okay um so basically uh, basically, it was like a Christmas party, um, like the Grinch, you know, only green person on this whole entire, in this whole world, the only green person, which is kind of weird, um, to begin with, because, um, maybe he should have went to a doctor, I don't know, like, he was all furry, but no one else was furry, they just had weird noses, uh, so, the Grinch decided he wanted to get into young Martha's pants, uh, so, uh, that's uh, that's what he wanted to do. But the classmates are making fun of him for being eight with a beard. Now, uh, it could have been the 2000s. I don't know if beards were in back then. Uh, but today, if you have a beard, um, you're pretty cool. And uh, even, it's just, uh, it just makes you look, it, it's makeup for men, technically. That, like, women wear makeup, men just need to grow a beard. And that's how they make themselves look better. Um, so, he, he starts uh, crafting this weird-ass uh, angel thing for Martha, and it turns out Martha does like the Grinch, too, yet she has thoughts for the Grinch, um, but, yeah, and so he, after he makes a little angel present, he decides, uh, Martha, he'll need to make her an angel and shave his heart? What the hell did I write there? Oh, I think I was meant to say head. I wrote shave his heart, I'm like, what the fuck am I writing here? Um, so, like, he takes the razor, tries to shave himself, and this razor does not look good. It's not anywhere near, like, a manscape. It's not anywhere, anything I would want to put on my face, just long things that sound like your skin's going to get caught in. So, um, so he shaves his beard, but obviously, uh, from the razor, he just cuts himself nonstop. Uh, it's pretty brutal and pretty awful. Uh, and, uh, after the class makes fun of him, um, 
Anyways, yeah, but no, I'm going to say, I think I wrote in my notes, if you use this razor, you will definitely cut your balls. If you try to trim your pubes with it, it will definitely cut your balls. Um, and then, you know, he brings it to class, and the class is making fun of him because he has all these uh, shaving cuts on his face. And uh, that's when he declares his hatred towards Christmas. Uh, he then moves to the mountains to become a hermit, uh, like any eight-year-old uh, would do in any world. He becomes a hermit from... Uh, uh, just from that moment, which I get, I get being a hermit. I understand it. I don't think I'll do it, but I understand it. Um, so then, then flash forward, we go to a town meeting and, uh, and then they have to nominate from their, for their holiday cheermeister. And, uh, Cindy convinces the entire town to pick the Grinch. Um, and, uh, so, and then I wrote in my notes the other, and she's the same age as me, Taylor Momsen's, uh, Cindy Lou Who's name. Uh, so she was like six when she was filming it, and maybe seven when it came out, or eight. Um, yada, yada, yada. So, um, and so surprisingly, she's able to, and then, and then she's like, I'm going to tell the, they, she convinces the town to pick him as the holiday cheermeister. So everyone in the town's like, I guess we're doing this. And uh, they go, and she has to go by herself, a small child, a small child, six or seven at the time, to go walk up an entire snowy-filled mountain to give the Grinch this invitation. Um, he's a little, and then the Grinch, you know, uh, she wants to do this to heal his heart for Christmas because she doesn't understand Christmas. She doesn't know where it is, apparently. She doesn't know where a date in the year is. Um, so, uh, basically, she wants to heal his bah humbug. So, uh, she takes a little bit of entertaining but i think she met he eventually decides he wants to do it even though he's kind of going back and forth i'll be doing it mean guys because i think a cash prize would be there and uh, i think at this point um in the in the movie i noticed me and the grinch have the same body type which um i wasn't too thrilled to see you know it's like look at that gut and i'm like that looks like mine uh, and so anyways he steals a yodeler's clothes and then Shows up to the Hubilation. Uh, he gets a Christmas sweater put on him over his uh, yodeling clothes. Uh, he gets the ride in the chair of cheer uh, in Jewville, you know, like how yeah, they do at bar mitzvahs. Uh, gets food, spoon-fed a ton of pudding. Uh, does the conga, fruitcake tasting, and then like this stocking kind of race, bag race. I don't know what they're called. Uh, and he wins, and it's like a very good moment for him. Uh, he, he, he then learns there is no cash prize, which I would feel kind of bummed out at that beginning that there is no cash prize. Um, and then, uh, Mayor George Bluth decides as a gift to give him a razor. Now this brings back all of the Grinch's childhood trauma, which is not cool. Um, that's pretty stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, so then, uh. Then George Bluth decides to propose uh, to Martha with a ridiculously large wedding ring. Uh, there's a point with wedding rings, like, you know, you see the nice ones, and then there's some that are just tacky. And this was so big, it was tacky. That's, uh, yeah. And, and uh, so the Grinch just goes on a rampage because he's been triggered by past events from PTSD. And so he, like, scratches a car, like, nails on a chalkboard. It was kind of weird. Uh... And then causes a scene by, and then he shaves George Bluth's head in the middle. And then uh, Ron Howard's, you know, brother or whatever who's in all his movies did the same thing to his head in solidarity. Uh, he burned down the Christmas tree, steals like a really tiny car, then blows up that car. 
Uh, and so he ruined the whole ovulation. And the town's pretty bummed out. But luckily they had a spare tree. And then, so that would be kind of annoying in my mind. Be like, fuck, they had a spare tree the entire time? Fuck this. So um, that wasn't very cash money of them. Uh, so then, you know, obviously we get to the main meat and potatoes of this uh, story. He comes up with a brilliant idea to steal Christmas. To say, fuck you, Whoville. And, uh... So then we get a montage of him setting up all this shit to, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, and shit like that. And then Max becomes a reindeer, like one reindeer dog to pull an entire sled. Now I thought it was funny to have a bunch of corgis, not corgis, uh, pugs, uh, move a sled, but that's just stuff I think is funny. Uh, then he starts stealing Christmas, and he's actually doing a pretty good job with it. He's sucking everything up, uh, but he's just making a lot of noise, which I'm surprised no one woke up from. But Cindy finally wakes up, because I guess she needs water or some shit from the fridge. Uh, and then she confronts Santa about what he's doing, and he makes up some bullshit. Like, oh, lights are on the tree, I gotta take it with me to the North Pole. I'm like, okay, child believes that. And then, like, I was like, oh, he's hiding himself pretty well, so I guess she won't recognize him. And then she, then the Grinch does show his face, and Cindy doesn't see the Grinch, he still see, she still thinks it's Santa, which, I, like I said, we're the same age, I would have been like, you're not Santa, you're the Grinch, um, that's a hundred, I would believe that a hundred percent that that's the Grinch, um, there's no fooling me, like I said, I'm a genius, so it'd be hard to fool me, uh, in regards to that, so, uh, I guess he, so then the Grinch, you know, finishes stealing all of his, uh, all the presents from Jewville, as I wrote in my notes, and then he's getting ready to dump all the presents off the top of Mount Crumpet. So we finally, I finally learned the mountain's name in this. And um, then everyone wakes up the next day and they're like, the town is all disappointed. It's like, oh, Christmas presents are gone. Uh, and then, you know, obviously George Bluth, the mayor, is like blaming Lou and Cindy. And then he's like, hey, this isn't what Christmas is about. We need to, uh, we need to know the real meaning of Christmas. And so and everyone's like, okay. Uh, that's an empowering speech. And so Cindy's like, we got, I got to talk to the Grinch. So she goes down the trash chute to try and get back to him. Because that's just like an easy way up, but it's not like a good way down. It's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Um, um, which makes me wonder why, oh yeah, and that, that she goes down the trash pipe and that leads to, straight to the Grinch's mountain. Um, and then like, you remember Stu from the beginning of the movie, he, um, they walked up there. Like you could have just taken the cra- trash chute. So, uh, you kind of played yourself there. Congratulations, you played yourself. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then the Grinch is getting ready to drop everything, but then he's like, oh, here's the town singing together. Uh, and then that's how he learns the true meaning of Christmas. And then he develop, develops cardiomegaly, which, uh, if you didn't know, is the enlarging of your heart. His heart grew three sizes that day, which can't be good. That, that has to cause a lot of medical problems, right? Uh, an enlarged heart, and that has to cause a lot of problems. Uh, for his overall health. But then Cindy somehow gets to the top of it, and he's like, I'm gonna save your life, and then all the presents go down the mountain, sleigh ride, and it stops in Whoville, and everyone gets their presents back. Um, and that's how the story ends. He gets the car of the roast beast, which I assume uh, roast beef is similar, but it looks like a turkey. Um, I don't know about the animals on this snowflake land, okay? That's the end of the story. Everyone gets their presents. The Grinch uh, has cardiomegaly, and uh, everyone lives happily ever after. Um, so, ending this, you know, we always have to talk about what is what is the meaning, what is the lesson we learned from this movie. Um, so, one thing I would say is uh, don't mess with a weird kid. Uh, 
uh, because uh, they're going to shoot up the school. I'm telling, I would tell all children this. You don't have to be best friends with the weird kid, uh, but you also should just be nice to them. You know, you don't have to, you know, be nice to the weird kids because uh, when they shoot up the school, uh, fingers crossed they don't, but if they shoot up the school, I'm going to say if they shoot up the school, you don't want them uh, to go after you. They're going to probably leave you. I'm like, you're, you're cool. Um, stay here. So, or they'll text you, stay. You're cool. Don't go to school tomorrow. So I'm like, cool. So, uh, yeah. And so that's, that's a lesson I learned. Um, uh, also another lesson I learned, children are dumb because if a kid, if I was eight years old and a kid had a full beard, he'd be the coolest kid in class. Like, do you know, children are the coolest kid in class. These children on this snowflake are dumb fucks and they, they shame someone, a child for having a beard which would never happen in the real world. You'd be the coolest guy in school if you had a beard. Woman would be weird, but I think if you're a guy, you'd be the coolest thing in school. Um, another lesson, I believe, and I think this is the last lesson, um, always stay alert of your heart health because cardiomegaly is uh, a dangerous disease. You can have a lot of health problems. That could cause stroke, could cause a lot of other health problems in, in regards to that. Um, you know, a stroke is something you really take a hold of. But, uh, yeah, cardiomegaly is something you should check on. And, uh, yeah, if your heart grows three sizes one day, you need to go to a doctor and, or the hospital to see what they can do for you and see if there's any assistance they can give you, any medication they can give you, hopefully shrink the size of your heart. Uh, so that is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, like I said, one of my favorite movies, um, favorite Christmas movies, uh, a classic, I would say. It is 100% a classic and uh, something... I believe everyone should watch. It's a, it's a, it's a year. If you're going to watch Christmas movies, make sure the Grinch is on your list. You wouldn't download a car. So why should these random websites get your credit card information? The solution to that is today's sponsor, Privacy. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed anytime, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for an, any service with a free trial that requires a credit card to sign up. Uh, you can just cancel at any time, uh, and that way you're not getting charged every month and you're not forgetting about that ongoing subscription. But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money that you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Do you ever just casually solve world hunger and think, I wish I could get alcohol delivered to me? Well, lucky for you, today's sponsor Drizzly is here to the rescue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our links in the description today, you can save $5 off your 
purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allow drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, so it's time for me to give you advice. I know a lot of you have some advice you need. Some of you have a lot of problems. I once had a problem, and I solved it. Um, don't ask I me mean, how I did it, but I did it. So, um, you know, I, I, as, as much as I would like to say it, let's, uh, let's just jump into it. Okay, first question we got here. Why are many Americans obsessed with white teeth? I've met people from different countries, but only Americans most had these white teeth, like really white. They don't look natural. They feel like an artificial set. Is it an obsession? Do they go undergo any treatment to make their teeth that white? Oral hygiene is good, but why have this pure white teeth? Not just the people I've met, but we can find many American actors, celebs, media people, or influencers have this white teeth. So this is a very interesting question for someone who does not live in the States. Uh, what I will say, though, with uh, what I will say in regards to that, um, and it's just a good sign of hygiene when you have white teeth. Now, um, there is a two white, so there is a specific kind of color you want when you, in regards to what you want white teeth. Um, and it's not actually full white. Like when you think like, oh, I want it the white as white as possible. Like you think that like when you if you want to go and whiten your teeth, don't do that. That's like it'll make it look unnatural. I know there's that episode of Friends where Ross over whitens his teeth. Over whitening is bad. That's why like when you go to like a good professional. Uh, it can look really good, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot like plastic surgery. You only notice the bad ones, uh, like the good ones you don't notice. So that, I mean, that's a good thought on, in regards to that. Um, but, uh, in regards to, yeah, like mainly what I'll say is it's just a hygiene thing. Um, you know, um, I guess in the U S, uh, I know there was like a study I saw, uh, in the U.S. where if, like, your teeth, um, like, if there's something in your teeth, like, you won't notice, I saw some poster, it said, like, uh, if you, uh, you saw the thing in the guy's teeth, but you didn't notice, like, this woman has six hands, and this girl has three arms, and stuff like that, it's just kind of a psychological thing that you want your teeth to look nice, and oral care really is a good thing, because apparently it goes to your heart and shit like that, um, I'm not a dentist, so I don't know, but apparently, uh, it can have some problems, uh, dental wise, you can have some problems in regards to that. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, like I say is, uh, whitening though, a treatment you can get, you can go to like professional treatments, uh, to go ahead and they'll whiten your teeth for you. Like you can get a, uh, you can get like your dental, your general cleaning, and you can also get like a whitening. There's like specifically just for whitening. Uh, some people use white strips, like these Crest white strips. Uh, those are popular. Um, toothpaste can help. A lot of toothpaste in the U.S. really does help with uh, keeping white teeth. I always make sure I get something with that. I drink a lot of coffee, so uh, my teeth are naturally just going to stain, and uh, it's pretty rough. Congratulations. You played yourself. So I, I definitely need to be... Uh, whitening my, I mean, just making sure I'm brushing my teeth uh, with a, like a whitening toothpaste just to make sure. Cause if your teeth are just all yellow, it just looks gross and it doesn't look like you, you're very hygienic. It's just mainly a hygiene thing. So, uh, you know, bad breath, uh, hygiene. And when the teeth are kind of that, it's like you want to have a good smile. And I think a smile says a lot. I know, um, women are like, don't tell, you know, you're not supposed to tell like women to smile cause you'll, you'll look better or pretty or whatever. But 
Um, and obviously that's true. You shouldn't be like, oh, smile, you look pretty. I'm like, that's kind of creepy. Um, but uh, I do, I do want to say, like, when you smile, people do look better when they smile. Like, look at people, like, and then, like, the smile looks better than the, than the teeth closed. It's just, it's just kind of, it's just kind of what attracts people. So, like, when you have good teeth, like, when you smile, you're a little more confident, too. Because uh, I know women like confidence. Like, you could be ugly as fuck, but if you have great confidence, women are attracted to that. I don't, I don't get that in my mind, uh, but uh, I'm... I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare. So the main thing, yeah, it's basically the main thing. Oral hygiene, mainly because it's just a show of you have good hygiene. Like you take care of yourself. It's good hygiene. There's confidence. Like when you smile, it sounds it looks like you, you're confident with your smile and you're fine with it. Um, and then, um, yeah, I, th- I think those are the main two things. Uh, whitening, it's, and then whitening too. Uh, like I said, you, people can overdo it. You can find that overdone teeth whitening and it looks fucking weird so there's always like an off shade of white kind of yellowish like that's what kind of looks natural surprisingly um it has to be kind of off white just a little fact for anyone out there uh uh who's trying to do it at home but uh so yeah and then you can get whitening done you can do it you can do some home treatments and some toothpaste habit uh baking soda toothpaste really does the work um i use like the quip i got like a quip toothpaste it's really cool it's really funny it's like you can spit but don't rinse. I was like, that's, that's not my lifestyle. Spit, but don't rinse. That's not my lifestyle. Spitting is not my lifestyle. Uh, quip. FYI. You're not, you're not sponsoring the show anymore. So I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that, that's going to be my general advice for you. Ooh, I like this. Why do a lot of people hate Nickelback? Nickelback was my favorite band when I was a kid, and I still like their music in my opinion. I realized for a while that a lot of people hate Nickelback and don't understand why. Some clarity would be appreciated. So there's a couple factors in here when you look at music. Um, uh, uh, Before I go into anything, I want to say I like Nickelback. Uh, Their new shit, no. But like some of the old stuff, like they have some good songs. Like people are like, they're the worst band of all time. Like, well, How You Remind Me, banger. That's like my go-to karaoke song. And I started out with, um, we're all going to pretend that we don't, we're going to pretend like we actually... Uh, what did I actually, what do I actually say? We're all going to pretend that we don't hate this band for a minute, for a couple minutes. And then I sing and people sing along, which is the funny part. Uh, this is how you remind me of what I really am. Um, that's a great song. Saving me is a great song. Music video is kind of interesting. It could be like a plot to a movie, um, uh, photograph banger. Uh, uh, what are there? All the right reasons, uh, all the right reasons and stuff like that. Animals, that's a great song too. And that's a, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's but I mean, it's butt rock. But there's some good songs there. I probably missed a couple songs, but don't don't sue me. I'm just talking on myself. So um, reasons why people do hate them. And this is a very big subject. If you're like thinking like, why do people hate Nickelback? Uh, more of like a musicologist like myself kind of type of way. Um, everything they do kind of does sound the same. Like all their songs are very similar. Like they're you can. Um, besides like their big hits, like if you just play me an album, I would not be able to rec. If you, if I listen to an, an album, I would not really find a difference between any of the songs. That's just, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, they have a formula, they do stick to it. And there's not, not a ton wrong with that. There's some, there's some creativity there that, um, you could argue with, but I mean, that's main one thing. People don't like the, the way all their music sounds the same. And like, they don't, maybe don't like the, the sound. Um, another reason. 
Nickelback, uh, some people don't believe Nickelback deserves the fame they got, uh, the, the way they kind of came up and when they were everywhere, and that's kind of why people started to hate them. Uh, people don't think they deserve their level of fame because they kind of, like I said, they think they suck. And, uh, you know, like, how the hell do we wind up like this? Uh, and stuff like that. But, like, they sound like that. So, I mean, uh, so, yeah, so people will think, like, oh, hey, that's cringy. And I guess, you know, after, uh, you know, kind of butt rock was kind of big late 90s, early 2000s, and so... Uh, you know, people kind of get annoyed when on that front as well. Um, and then people are also like, they're not really original. It's just like generic butt rock, kind of starting to sing like Eddie Vedder or Scott Stapp from Creed. Like, they're not like really into that originality factor. They don't think they're that original of a band. But it's like, when I think of butt rock, the first thing I think of is Nickelback. And be like, play let's play like a Nickelback, play it like Nickelback. So it's like their own kind of unique style because butt rock is basically their style. That's the term we've come to it. We've come to that term, butt rock. Um, people also don't really like Chad Kroger that much. Um, they just think he's very unlikable. Like, you know, when he had longer hair, it looked like ramen noodles and type stuff. And so people don't like that. They don't like his voice. Um, they just, they kind of think he's a dick and don't really like him that much, but I've never met the guy. So I can't really judge on that. I've only listened to his music. And, uh, I think the final thing I would probably say in regards to that is, uh, people just hate them because they're popular. And, uh, a lot of times popular things are very hard, especially in like the rock community, uh, rock community, you have to hate everything. Like they're like, uh, Pokemon fans talking about new Pokemon games. You have to hate it. You're like Star Wars fans talking about every Star Wars movie. They hate it. So it's just kind of like that. It's just popular to hate on them. And so people kind of, because, you know, they, they kind of coined the the best of the best of the butt rock, where I think like Ed Sheeran, I'm like the acoustic singer-songwriter, he's the best of the best there as well. So it's it's, it's kind of like that. So, I mean, that, those are just kind of a couple general points. There's a lot more you can kind of go into in regards to uh, why people hate Nickelback. Those are just a few I thought of and uh, can think of and uh, research a little bit. I don't know why people don't like Nickelback, but you know, I like some of their songs. I don't I don't have a hate towards them. I don't think they're the worst band ever. The worst band ever is Trapped. Uh, Headstrong will take you on. Yeah, I like that. Next question. Thinking about running away, is there any way that I can legally change my identity so that friends and family can't find me? Just as the title says, I'm in a pretty rough patch of my life and lost a good deal of loved ones recently. The few friends and family I have left are pretty old, cold and uncaring. I want to move to another state and start new with a new identity and put my old life behind me. Is there a legal way of doing this? Can I get a new birth certificate, a social security number, and just start living and working somewhere else? First of all, this question. That's rough, buddy. Um, so, so yeah, legally, you can definitely change your name. Uh, I don't know about birth certificate and social security number, but also, like, these people you run away from, I don't think you need to change your social security number. Uh, I think you can. I don't know about that, but you can. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. Um, uh, I guess the people you're trying to leave behind or whatever, I'm going to be honest with you. So I, you know, I've lived in Missouri, Kansas and stuff like that. And then I, when I moved and I moved to Tennessee, um, basically when you move far away, you know who your real friends are, like, uh, ones who are still want to put in the effort to even communicate with you. It, it's just, uh, you know, this is the type of guy you get. I mean, it, it's the way it is. So like, you know, like, you know, I had a lot of friends, you know, when I was in college and then, uh, slowly they all stopped talking to me and I'm just like, okay, I guess you're, I was only convenient to you when I was, uh, in a good proximity with you. It was only entertaining for that. But, uh, there's some people you just, you know, you, 
life just gets a hold of you and you don't catch up with, but you kind of want to see when you see them, it's that shit. Uh, so, I mean, you, you kind of know who your friends are and who are not your friends, you know, moving really does do that. So, um, if I was in your situation, um, I think it'd be very simple for me to figure this out. Um, all you have to do is, uh, uh, basically, if you if you don't use social media or anything, and just move and don't tell anyone, uh, they're not gonna find you. Like unless they hire a private detective or someone posts a picture of you and they find it, uh, it would be very hard for you. Like uh, to be honest, like if you just if you just go cold turkey on social media or whatever, then uh, they're not gonna find you. But however, like if you change your name and still be on social media, but change your name, delete that account, change your name. If they ever see that profile picture, or if you ever add anyone from the old place, there's a good chance they'll find you. It's just this. Um, you could tell them you're moving, and you could tell them you're moving one place and uh, end up moving to another. That way they can't go to the town you're living in and try to find you. Um, there's a lot of things you can do. Um, but honestly, I don't think you necessarily need to change your name, get a new birth certificate, social security number, Um yeah, I think it's it'd be pretty easy. You just have to stay off social media and don't really give them any reason to try and look for you and stuff like that. And it sounds like if they're pretty cold and uncaring, they're probably not going to try and look for you. That's that's the way it is, to be honest. Uh, the way you describe it, it doesn't sound like they're that interested in you uh, to begin with. If you're thinking about moving away and starting over, it's just I, I think it's going to be fine. You probably don't need to change your name or anything. Or even, honestly, you could tell them you're moving to a certain place and I'm pretty sure they'll never visit you, never try and contact you. That's just how it is. I'm sorry. Uh, so people people are dicks sometimes, and uh, mainly my man uh, Ed Asner would say, Man proposes and God disposes. So, yeah. All right, next question. Why must we ask someone we just met what you do for a living? Does it really matter? Oh, okay, that's, uh, that's a good question. So um, I think the idea of someone who's, like, wanting to go for a career. I know a lot of people in music have day jobs and stuff like that. Um, when you think about how, uh, you know, like you may be working a day job, but that's not necessarily who you are, who your personality is. Uh, and I think that's the big thing. Frank's scratching at the door. I hear him. Um, so, so that's, that's a one thing, uh, when I say like when people look, I think there's a, a source of identity in your job. A lot of people work jobs that is something that's meaningful to them and something they like doing and, uh, something that's a big part of their personality. But then there's some people who, uh, just work jobs to get by and stay alive and stuff like that, which really sucks. Those jobs suck and they will consume your soul, uh, forever. So I think that's the thing. I think when people ask you though, uh, what do you do for a living? I think they're wanting to know, um, basically what they're trying to figure out is like, who are you? Like, what's your interest? They're trying to get a kind of a feel for your personality. I don't think it's, tr they're trying to be offensive when they ask you what you're doing for a living. And, uh, a lot of times, you know, to me, I never like to ask people what they do for a living. I kind of just try to kind of get a feel for kind of what they're into, what their personality is like, like what, what interests them. Like, you know, you meet people are like, I really like watching football and, you know, I like golfing and stuff like that. I mean, like, I mean, you're kind of boring, but at least I kind of know who you are. Um, I, I never ask people what their job is. I just, you know, I just don't care, to be honest. Like, their jobs, unless it's something like that's uh, deep in their personality, like musicians and stuff like that, podcasters, uh, 
actors and stuff like that. I think those are those are important jobs when you're working that full time and you know stuff like that. Those are good jobs. You know that's when it really matters. You know uh, I'm a CEO of a company. I'm an owner of a company. You know I think stuff like that makes it. But uh, you know when when it's kind of like what do you do for a living? Like I work this dead end job that sucks, but I need money, so that's why I work the job. I don't think that's that important to know. I think they're just trying to get see what your interests are, uh, trying to start conversation. Um, and just kind of getting to get a feel of who you are, just trying to learn who you are. So I don't think, so go and go into that with, uh, they're, I'm not trying, they're not trying to offend you. They're just trying to understand who you are. And, uh, people are complex beings. I'm the inner mechanisms of my mind are an enigma. <laughs> ah, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's gonna be the best thing I have to say on that. Um, all right. Next question. What time in the day is it socially acceptable to buy alcohol? I fear being judged when buying my alcohol in the middle of the day. So, a lot of thoughts here. Um, so, first of all, I want to tell you, if, if you worked in retail, you kind of understand this, but uh, if you don't, um, people who work jobs like that, cashier, um, I mean, they may notice if you come in a lot. I mean, they notice me because I'm beautiful. I'm like, man, you're the sexiest man alive. I remember you. You don't need to show me your ID at the liquor store. I'm like, that's cool. I'm glad glad we have this rapport of me being a regular here. Um, but being, I mean, obviously uh, you're fearing being judged because it's like, oh, it's uh, 11 a.m. and uh, you just bought a six pack of beer. So uh, that's probably what you're thinking. Oh, you just bought a bottle of whiskey. I think you're worried about being judged. They don't they don't judge you. They don't, they don't care enough. Liquor store cashiers, workers, they don't care that much about that. And that's a lot of jobs. Like, you know, I used to be worried about, you know, I was like, I have to buy underwear, Walmart or wherever I buy underwear. And then the cashier is going to see it. And then, then you realize they don't give a shit. I mean, I cashiered for a little bit and I didn't know, I didn't realize how much, how many women, how, like, I mean, it makes sense to me now. It's just something I didn't think of. Um, it's like, I mean, women buy a lot of tampons and they're not ashamed of it. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't, I always thought like some women are just really weird. Like they don't want to talk about their periods. I think it's just a girlfriend I had in middle school who who was like that. She didn't tell me when she was on her period. I'm like, that's why I'm like in every relationship. I'm like, you need to tell me. So I'm not like a complete asshole. Uh, I'll be a asshole, not a complete asshole. Uh, mainly because, uh, this is the type of guy you get. Um, so yeah, mainly just those workers, they do not care about it. And uh, now if you, if you think you'll be things that you could be judged for, um, I will be there. So if you, uh, buy a bottle of whiskey and then open it up in the parking lot and start drinking it, <laughs> that, that you will be judged for, um, you know, day drinking is pretty judged for. If you go in a couple times in one day, you may be judged for because they'll remember you. So there's stuff like that. You will, uh, be, they will notice, uh, but in general, though, um, in regards to, like, yeah, the general, just you going up to a store buying alcohol, like, you could be, like, they'll think, like, oh, maybe he's on his lunch break, maybe he just needs to pick up a few things, and so he's here, he's just picking, he may be nearby, just buying, needs to buy things, so they're not going to care about that, it's only when you start showing signs of alcoholism, uh, like, in the parking lot or in the store, is when you're going to be judged, and, uh, you're only going to be judged if you are drinking during the day, that's just, uh, that's just a common fact and uh so with you shouldn't drink full you shouldn't go full throttle let's go full throttle shouldn't go full throttle uh with day drinking that's just uh day drinking is an every once in a while thing now if someone asks hey you want to go day drinking i will be like yes and if they say you want to go day drinking and listen to emo music i'll be like fuck yes we're doing this immediately because fun 
fun is the best. And if you if you're not if you're not fun, if you're not down to have fun, uh this may not be the podcast for you. But uh uh you're already too far in to give up now, so um you already go full throttle. Let's go full throttle. Okay. So uh don't day drink. Uh, day drinking is for special occasions. Um Okay, next one. How do you use a bidet? I understand the water cleaning part, but how do you dry off? I saw a post on American slash Westerners using toilet paper and other countries using bidets. I understand it's clean. It cleans better than toilet paper, but when you pull up your pants, don't you have a wet bottom? How does it work? So like most of you know, I'm a bidet owner. I'm very... I am very into the church of the bidet, the bidet master race. Every If you're not using a bidet, uh, buy one. They're not that expensive, and they're pretty easy to install for the most part, unless you want a really complicated one. But the easy ones are, uh, the easy ones are, uh, yeah, I mean, they're easy ones. I, I got a specific brand. I would love to sponsor podcasts, so I'm not going to mention it. But uh, they're, they're, they've sponsored podcasts, and it's great. Um, cleaning part, like, if you don't understand that, I think you understand the cleaning part. Um, yeah, so it goes, yeah, you know, you, you can pressure. Like, I tell people, like, go gentle when you start off, and then then lift it up. That's what you need to do. Um, so, yeah, so um, the understanding the wet bottom. So there's a couple options you can use um, when regards to uh, drying your butthole. Um First, uh, first one is you can still use toilet paper to dry. So basically, um, the idea with the it, you still use toilet paper, but how you use eighty percent less is what a st- statistic. Why can I not say that word ever? Like statistic. Okay, um, the statistic is that um, it lowers your toilet paper usage by eighty percent, which is actually really good because it would be it's way better for the environment. Like using eighty percent less toilet paper uh, is uh, definitely. Um, definitely a positive, not a negative. Um, some people have butt towels. Now, I don't have a butt towel. Um, but people think, well, wouldn't you be, wouldn't you be wiping poop all over the butt towel? No. So the bidet cleans you so good. I'm telling you right now, you can, like I said, there's pressure it's, it can get pretty, it can hurt. You can, you can turn it up high enough. It'll hurt. And that's why I tell first time people gently do it because it will, uh, it will uh, scar you if you don't do that. That was the first time I ever used a bidet at a friend's. That's what happened to me. I just went full throttle. Let's go full throttle. And uh, yeah, it hurt me. So you can get a butt towel. Now you think you'll get poop on it. You're not going to get poop on it. Um, it cleans it. Like I could tell you right now, I'll, I could scratch my ass right now and sniff my finger and I'll tell you it doesn't smell like poop. I, I'll do it for you too. If you want me to scratch my ass and smell my finger, uh, you can. You just have to ask me and I will gladly do it for you uh assuming i'm not with a woman that then i will not do that i will embarrass myself in front of women but i will not do that that's that's where i draw the line is uh scratching my ass and having someone sniff my fingers in front of a woman i'm not a complete monster um yeah butt towels it's basically just drying off it's just it's like getting out of the shower so you know you just pat dry and it's like well you were gross but now you're not but because you're clean so with the bidet you're clean so you're drying a clean asshole that's the main idea. And I never got, I never got the idea of like, oh, don't go for your ass to your face with a towel. I mean, you kind of, there is some things, but if you clean properly, it's not going to be a problem. It's just water there. So yeah. Um, so the butt towel is a very common thing. Uh, weird to explain to other people. I think the butt towel is very weird to explain. Um, the last and final option, what I do is I just let it drip. So <laughs> I just stop using anything to dry my ass altogether. So what I'll do is I do my business, 
clean up. Um, I'll sit there for a couple, like 20 seconds or whatever, let everything drip down the big drips. And then I just pull up my pants and uh, go on with my day. So I think a little bit drips into my underwear. I'm not that concerned. It's clean water going into my underwear. It's not pee. It's not poop. It's just clean water going into my underwear. I don't care uh, about it. It's not a problem to me. And uh, I don't use toilet paper anymore. So yeah, that's why I'm superior to all of you. Because I don't use toilet paper. You may use toilet paper. And uh, I don't get hemorrhoids and you can. So uh, that's the way it is. Yep, so get a bidet, everyone. That's my advice to you. It will change your life. It will make you a better person. It'll, it'll help you get into heaven. That's definitely good. You know, like, we got to do the ass check, and if I get poop on my finger, then you can't get into heaven. That's how that works. Last and final question of uh, the pod today. Uh, why are Americans, generally speaking, so obsessed with guns? That's a good question. Uh, one I will be happy to answer for you. Mainly... Um, so there is kind of a culture with guns, like people do like guns and, you know, go to a shooting range. It's fun, you know. Uh, I don't have a gun. I think I might get one. I've changed my mind. I used to be um, very anti-gun. Now I don't think it's that bad when it's just kind of like to reason, you know, if it's like a handgun or something. for Like I think it's just for your like protection and for uh, hunting, and a lot of times those can be both can be the same thing in regards to guns, and so, it's like that, but then people are getting, like, AR-15s, it's like, no one needs an AR-15, like, who, who are you gonna fight, and you're like, well, in case the government comes get me, but then they support cops, and you're like, you know, they're gonna be the ones that take your guns, right, you support them, but they're gonna be the ones who are gonna take your gun, so you gotta stop being so stingy. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. So, yeah, and like that, so, and then you, I think the main reason, um, and this is what I want to get into, uh, in rural areas, gun, gun, so in, in rural areas where, like, towns of a thousand people, like, kids can just have a gun in their backseat of their car and then go to school, and like a hunting rifle or whatever, and it's not a big deal. Like, they're not shooting up the school or anything. It's a small town. Everyone's just kind of hunting, and it's kind of just for protection, but they're not bringing it into school and shit like that. They know better, and a lot of people, surprisingly, um, you hear about people, like, gun nuts on the news, and, like, those people should not have guns. Like, they're out of their fucking mind. Um, but then there's actual reasonable people who can have a gun, uh, even if you don't agree with it, they can have a gun and it's going to be okay. And uh, so, yeah, and in rural area, it's so much different in rural areas. Coming from someone who's lived in the city in a rural area. Like if I'm here in Nashville, if I go outside and I see someone with a gun, a little nervous. If I see my friend Jimbo uh, in Kansas and he just has a gun in his back seat, the backseat of his truck and we're just there, and I'm not too worried about it because I know Jimbo and Jimbo is an idiot and uh, – if he has a gun, he's probably not going to shoot anything, to be honest. Uh, so it's just different. And it, there's a cultural thing, especially in rural areas with guns. So uh, there's people who are obsessed. They need, like, AR-15, like, m- war, like, guns that are specifically designed to hunt humans and kill humans and stuff like that. You don't need that. You just need a hunting gun and something for protection. That's all the only type of guns you need. Uh, so uh, I think just the main thing is rural areas, it's a little different. But in cities, it's, like, it's kind of a it's kind of a major thing. So, uh yeah, that's going to be the, that's, I mean, that's the main thing. And also, you know, my main thoughts, you know, I go into a little bit more of my gun thoughts. Um, the idea of like concealed carry or carry permit. The idea, to me, the idea is whatever beliefs you have, like getting it, you have to, a lot of people want to, want to say they want to be a hero or whatever, but probably not going to be a hero. I'm going to be honest with you. You're probably not a hero. Um, mainly I would say like, you have to realize, you have to kind of keep in your mind, you have to, Live with this fact that, yes, I'm going to carry 
a gun with me everywhere. I'm going to conceal and carry. However, I'm probably never going to have to pull this out. This is just so in case of an emergency. It's, kind of, it's just emergency type of situation. Like, there's a good chance I'm going to go my whole life and never have to pull this thing out. But it's just in case. I mean, if it's just in case, it's fine. But uh, if you're near a shooting, find an area that says uh, it's a no-gun area um, that legally they can't shoot you in there. So that's, a, that's just a fact from me, the smartest person you know. With all that being said, thank you for checking out this episode of Cancel Shweezy. This is how we're ending the show today. Uh, like I say um, every time, uh, thank you for listening. If you have any more uh, questions, comments, or concerns, you can always hit me up on social media. That's at the Shweezy, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram, all great places to go check me out. Uh, go check out my music. It's all under Shweezy. And so why not check out Daddy Shweezy? So, yeah, while you're not helping me out there, go check out my music. Go stream it nonstop because I have a lot of stuff on there, and I'd love for you to just nonstop stream that shit from now and forever. Um, if you're on Twitch, like I said, go follow. That's the free one. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, what you can go ahead and do, uh, connect it with your Twitch account. You get a Twitch Prime, one free subscribe, $5 deal that costs you nothing and uh, takes $5 away from Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. And uh, then we got our... Uh, patreon page where you can financially support the show a great way to say uh thank you for being a friend and don't forget the free shit like uh uh subscribing to our youtube channel if you're a video watcher leave a comment on some thoughts you have especially on the highlights uh make sure you like the video and then share the highlights or the full episode with your friends uh because that way you can kind of get their attention and that's a great way for us to infiltrate the youtube algorithm uh, we're trying to infiltrate algorithms. That's all we're trying to do. Uh, audio only. Leave a review. Uh, write out a review for us and give us a star review. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, whatever you feel we deserve. So, uh, with all that being said, that's how we're wrapping up the show today. So, uh, like I always say, honk if you love butt drugs and uh, stay awesome. Hey, look at you, hun. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Shweezy. Thank you so much. Make sure, wherever you're watching or listening to the show, that you press the subscribe button and leave us a review as well. Like always, I just want to remind you once again to stay awesome.